wasting their time or energy worrying about O'Neill Cruz. How about now? Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins that I hope you'll check out. Pirates 8, first place Mets 2. As a side note, third consecutive loss of six-plus runs for New York. Not that anyone who's listening to this would care. Just thought I'd throw it in there. Cruz led off again, went three for five with two RBIs, both of those coming on a home run that is difficult to describe unless you witnessed it in some form or other. He reached out essentially with one hand and poked, I guess. It almost looks like he pushes down when he does that. It, it makes no sense. And the thing gets pulled, goes way over the Clemente wall. And then you're thinking, okay, it's not going to leave the stadium. And it does that. And after it does, because of the trajectory, because of the modest trajectory, but the awesome exit velocity, it just goes like into the river, which you're never, never thinking. It's just a one-handed poke at a pitch that was away. And he pulls the thing into the Allegheny. And if you see where it ends up, it's like not even in jump in the water range. It was way out there. You know what this looks like? This looks like bad CGI. You know what I'm talking about? Did you ever see the first Hulk movie? Well, I don't watch Marvel movies either, but I at least saw a trailer or whatever. And the CGI was just horrific. I'm a DC guy, by the way, completely. And, and, and you see, like, he would jump, and it would look really, really stupid and unrealistic. And then the next scene would have, like, real people in it. And you're like, this doesn't make any sense. That's how I feel with Cruz. He looks like a real person when he steps into the batter's box. And then he reaches out with one hand. I'm going to say it again. And a pitch that's somewhat down and definitely away and pulls the thing into the drink. This is not. This is not normal. Here was Cruz through interpreter Mike Gonzalez last night at PNC Park attempting to explain this. I mean, it's about time. It feels great. And, you know, I was trying to get it up and I was able to get it. So it feels great. I mean, to his credit, he loves this stuff. Cruz does. He just laughs at it and has a good time with it and predicts that it's going to happen again. And why wouldn't he? He's a he's bad CGI. He can do anything that he wants. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Okay, so you know that Cruz 
can hit the ball very hard. You know that he can hit it very far. You also know that he can throw it and he can run like a gazelle and all this other stuff. Here's what you might not know. O'Neill Cruz has played 62 games this season in the majors. In those 62 games, he has now hit 13 home runs and has accounted for 39 RBIs. Want to know what that extrapolates to over a full season? Oh, sure you do. It's 33 home runs and 103 RBIs. If you want to talk about stats that mean something in the year 2022 with the nature of the way baseball is being played today, meaning the mostly all or nothing, whether it's a home run or a walk or whatever it is, there are Really, where Cruz is concerned, I believe, three stats that matter. One, it's the home runs. Two, especially given the way this lineup is, RBIs. And the third would be his OPS. That's, of course, on-base plus slugging percentage. It takes everything into account. And his OPS is currently at 706, which is really not where he's going to end up. For anyone still dealing in batting average, that's now at 213. He is not in any way, shape, or form a 213 hitter. He does find a way to get the barrel to the ball. He's had some trouble with lefties. He's had a lot of trouble with sliders. He's going to solve that. He's a rookie. For anyone who's forgotten that and who wants to have debates about an extremely young player still being put into the majors in midseason and doing all this damage, this outright wreckage with his bat, while also not making nearly enough contact, has to understand that the contact only needs to go up incrementally for this kid to be a superstar. And it's going to. He's a rookie. He's played a grand total of 65 games in the bigs. He doesn't even have a full rookie year to his name. And there are people, and you know who you are, who look at 13 homers and 39 RBIs in 62 games and try to find a flaw. Or, way worse, try to judge him by a metric that no longer applies to today's game. I have expressed on this program my own regrets about that. I would love to see baseball get back to valuing contact and moving runners up and all that other stuff that a lot of us got used to over the course of, oh, I don't know, a century and a half. But that's not where the game is right now. Maybe it'll migrate back in that direction a little bit next year with the elimination of the shifts, but maybe it won't. I believe that it won't. I believe that it's still going to be a power game. It's going to be an all or nothing game. Get on base, hit it out of the park. Get on base, hit it out of the park. And as such, Cruz's numbers, even the existing ones, are the most valuable that you can have. Can he be better? Yes, to repeat, of course he can. But to focus on batting average, 
Wow. No, don't do that. When we come back, J1Q. Maybe I'm misinterpreting it, but the implication seems to be that the Pirates are acting like the Rays, but can't get away with it because the fans here care more and pay more attention. But I wish the Pirates were acting like the Rays. The Rays haven't had back-to-back 100-loss seasons in 21 years. The Rays have had more division titles, World Series appearances since 2008, than the Pirates have since 1980. We should be so lucky. We're on the same page here, my man. Okay, this isn't something we're we're disagreeing at all. In fact, yes, I am saying that the Pirates are trying to act like the Rays. And I'm saying that it would be wonderful if the Pirates got the Rays results. But I'm also saying that they can't get away with that approach in its purest form in Pittsburgh, because this ain't St. Petersburg. There are people here who care about baseball. There are people here, lots of them, who care about the Pirates. Most notably, I should add, the people who claim that they don't. It's a different environment. So I'm not coming close to suggesting that the Pirates deviate from what the Rays are doing. I'm saying that they can't do it here even if they're successful. They would never get away with trading Blake Snell right after a World Series. They just wouldn't. It wouldn't fly here. People would head down to 115 Federal and set the building on freaking fire. And as a result... It's incumbent on everyone from Bob Nutting on down to understand that they can't just keep having 100 lost seasons and expect everyone here to go, oh, that's okay, it's like the Rays. What they need to do is something that they definitely don't want to do, which is to spend money in the interim to at least make the team respectable. You know, kind of like they looked last night, only more often than once a week. By the way, high marks to Mitch Keller. I'm not going to get through this whole episode without at least mentioning the way he pitched last night. Got to at least be respectable. You got to do something to sustain the process to give these guys, notably Charrington, a chance to have their Altoona Cavalry come along and see where this thing goes. You can't go through 2023 with more of this trash. You just can't do it. The other thing... And here it comes. You've actually got to be as good as the Rays at what it is that they do. This is the premier organization in baseball when it comes to acquiring slash grooming slash utilizing top level talent. There's nobody better. There's nobody better. When you get into a per capita type argument, which you almost have to do, in a league that's got no salary cap, and you have the Dodgers spending close to $300 million, and the Mets and the Yankees are up there as well, you absolutely have to take into consideration what their limitations are. But I point out the St. Petersburg thing to additionally emphasize that they do have that private little Petri dish thing 
going on for themselves, which helps them. That will never be the case in Pittsburgh. Boy, I hope I've explained it this time. I really do. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. Tomorrow.